Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today is our finale of our <gasps> six-part episode streak <laughs> of Pride and Prejudice 1995. Yes. Although we do have one more bonus episode coming up. Yes, we do. <laughs> Which is good because we're on a bit of a time schedule today, so we can't, you know, <laughs> rhapsodize for two hours. So we yeah. can do more in the next episode as well. Absolutely. <laughs> it was just, it was almost like bittersweet to watch the last episode and know it was the last episode because I've enjoyed it so much. Yeah. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, I really can't wait to do the commentary. And I was thinking about how Me too. we do the book soon and... I was very excited. <laughs> yes, I will say when the commentary does come, you're going to have to bleep out a large part of this episode for me because I will be cussing at Lydia and Mrs. Bennett and <laughs> Lady Catherine DeBerg. <laughs> the amount of swear words I used today was not great. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I feel like Elizabeth takes it all so calmly that I'm like, by this yeah. point, having watched it so many times, I'm like... Oh, Lady Catherine, you're just sad. And Lydia, yep. I'm like, why are you so clueless, child? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, she's just the epitome of annoying. And it's kind of like, and I know it's like, you know, she's a child, but it's also not fair that she had a sort of happy ending. I'm like, I want her to have the worst ending ever. <laughs> she ruined everything. almost. Well, I mean, she got married to Wickham. That's not really a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she thinks she's happy and that's not fair. Yeah, and this Wickham of all the Wickhams is like, I don't know, feels like the best Wickham. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's no like <laughs> hints that she's going to be abused or like, mistreated at all. It's just like, um. he'll, he just has like this recognition of like, I'm never going to be happy, but it's all my fault. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about Wickham. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... The last episode, you know, I always thought mm -hmm. we have we have to save this this series until we've got our you know we're our officially good podcasters, and mm. I guess we're good podcasters now. Yeah, for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're very comfortable, and we know what we want to put out. Yeah, and this is what I want to put out. <laughs> when I put it on today, I, I was like, oh, I should get myself a drink. And I paused it just so I could hear the intro music because I was like, it's going to amp me up for the final episode. I know. I'm not going to be able to hear it for a while. <laughs> well, give me any other first impressions that you might have had. I don't know. I just like the whole episode, if I wasn't cursing at someone, I was so happy. <laughs> I had the biggest, dumbest smile on my face because everything was just wrapping up perfectly and everyone uh -huh. was like getting happy and even though I knew what was going to come like a happy ending I was still like well what's going to happen <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so good and I'm bittersweet I'm sad to see it go but I'm glad I got to experience it yeah and now you can watch it every Christmas if you'd like <laughs> I might because this was it's such a great rewatch kind of thing I can definitely see why people like this is one of those we watch it every Christmas you know some people mm -hmm. do Lord of the Rings some people do Pride and Prejudice <laughs> <laughs> at least Pride and Prejudice has Christmas in it right <laughs> apples oranges you know <laughs> I was thinking though maybe I should rewatch Lord of the Rings because it's been a long time since I watched it <laughs> me and Josh have said that so many times and it's just for some reason, I think it's because they're all like almost three hours long that we're like, mm, let's wait, let's wait. <laughs> There's actually a podcast, which I don't know if they're like, I haven't checked it in a while, but they didn't seem like they were putting out any new episodes. So I don't know if they stopped or if they're on hiatus or whatever, but it's called Ins Insensibility. And oh. I'm not really sure because I haven't really had a chance to check out. There's a couple of new podcasts that I've discovered Jane Austen ones that I'm like, oh, no, why haven't I, why don't I have time to listen to that catalog? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to like write them, but I always feel weird writing people if I'm like not completely familiar with their podcast. Right. Right. No, I but, totally get it. Yeah. But the instant sensibility, I was like, that's funny. I think me. I'm saying that right. <laughs> I always think of that line I am no tree, I'm an ant. And I, <laughs> me and my friend Christian say that to each other all the time because it's so, <laughs> just the way that tree said it. 
Yeah, I figure they must be a podcast after our own heart. <laughs> Seriously. There's also one that I've been trying to catch up on. It was just really cute. They're like half hour, really interesting, informative episodes. I think it's called The Thing About Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a whole series of like the thing about <laughs> <laughs> each like season is a different whatever or something. Yeah. Or if they're just like a million of them or if this is just specifically about Jane Austen and but it's a good one too. <laughs> Interesting. I haven't got yeah. to catch up on all their back <laughs> stuff yet. So <laughs> I have to add it to the list. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. For me, for first impression for watching this episode, mm-hmm. even though obviously not first impression. <laughs> But today, (laughs) when I was watching it, the one thing that I was noticing this watch that I hadn't noticed before, I was paying special attention to Kitty in this episode, and I was like, Uh poor Kitty does not get a nice (laughs) word said to her. (laughs) She's constantly getting shit upon. Like, you don't count. You don't matter. We don't want to hear your opinion on anything. (laughs) Her or Um, Mary. Yeah, well, Mary doesn't seem to care. Kitty bursts into tears Yeah, time. <laughs> I would say that's true. At least Mary is like, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> she forces herself to be heard regardless. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I do appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but there were a couple of times where I just noticed like Kitty bursting into tears because people were like, what? Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shoo. Est. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean... Obviously, I was just giggling and I was smiling as well the whole time. <laughs> it's just, and, I don't know, it's yeah. got like a, an air about it where it's just so like happy and I don't know. It just, it's almost like watching it for the first time when, or like watching the, like the scene of like when they finally are like, well, I like you. Well, I like you still. <laughs> and it's just like that connection. It just makes you smile because yeah. it's so perfect. Yeah, it's so quick too. It's like we spend the whole episode being like, what's going on and then you're happy for jane and you're still like i still am not sure what's happening here and then they're out with it and they're married goodbye (laughs) (laughs) i did appreciate that after she tells jane and her father that she's engaged to darcy (laughs) that they're both like wait are you sure we thought you hated him yeah and it just seems so apparent that they were like we thought he you thought he was the worst person alive so are you sure yeah She's and elizabeth like, even has talked to jane about like the horrible proposal and everything mm-hmm. but obviously she's not given any more hints since that moment nope. she's a little more buttoned up nobody's observing elizabeth like she's observing everyone else <laughs> <sighs> always the heroines yep all right well should we go ahead and get into notes sure Yes, I wanted to talk about the music in this one because we've been singing along the theme song so much. (laughs) Right. And Carl Davis, who did the music, I didn't realize until watching the documentaries that he's an American composer, which I thought was kind of cool. You know, that's cool. Gets to be part of it. And the way he got involved is because he had had this like passionate idea to create a ballet based Mm -hmm. on Pride and Prejudice. And he found out that this adaptation was being made and he had collaborated with Sue Burtwistle before. So he just managed to get to do the music and oh. the theme music. It has like, you know, the dun da 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 That's like, the, it has like elements of the chase because it's all about the marriage chase. But right. then it's got that like, what music we heard at the very, very end this time, you know, it didn't break into that. It's actually started with the like, dun, 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 dun. That's like right. the marrying for love. So it's like the dichotomy Aww. between like the needing to get married, rat race, and the wanting to get married for love. So the, wow. they're both. So when you're listening to it, you can be like, oh, the love theme and the married theme. <laughs> <laughs> the theme that makes me nervous and the theme, <laughs> the theme that makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting. He also used piano forte because that's what they used back in those days, which is, I think, uh-huh. just a short piano. It doesn't have all the yes. keys. It's like what yeah. my old piano used to be. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a shorter one. And then all of the characters basically had their own themes. They just kind of organically happened. And then he just kind of, you know, 
gave them their theme. Also, places and ideas had their own theme. Like, Lady Catherine definitely had her own theme, but I think Pemberley had its own theme. And then, Mm -hmm. like, you know, love had its own theme. So, you know, there were just a lot of themes going on. (laughs) (laughs) And when he, you could tell when he was talking about it that he seemed to really feel sentimental about the love theme. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. And then I'll just do one little thing about Mary because she she was in a, she's in a lot of the documentaries like Jennifer Ely never shows up Colin Firth never shows up in any of the like Lame. behind the scenes stuff but <laughs> I know there's uh, when we get to the next episode I do want to talk a little bit about like them and like the popularity of this adaptation uh-huh. and everything we'll, we, we'll be talking about all that stuff in the next <laughs> end episode but Mary is in a lot of the stuff and also Wickham, Mary and Wickham are another. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, they actually have their own little documentary where they're just wandering around the film locations, <laughs> <and just laughs> laughing way too much at each other. <laughs> <laughs> A little flirting of some sort, <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> But she she talks a lot about how she may have exaggerated her ability to play the piano when she was doing the auditions. And but she did have to play in front of Carl. And she said that she played like a horrible rendition of Moonlight Sonata. <laughs> and she immediately called her agent and was like, I'm gonna be fired. That was so horrible. And a couple hours later, the agent heard from them and said that they loved it because it's really how Mary would play. And in the end, I mean, Carl Davis actually played Mary's parts, but she learned all the parts so that she could, you know, play what he was playing. Yeah. That's cool. I feel like you hear that a lot where they're like, yeah, I'm really proficient at this. And you get hired and you're like, oh God, (laughs) I guess I got to learn it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like if I had to i don't have i mean i haven't had to have an acting resume for a while but if i was mm-hmm. going to make one it probably would say can play piano because i can technically play piano but like i'd have to practice rusty, for a maybe. really long time whatever song <laughs> that right <laughs> i was supposed to be playing <laughs> all right well that's all i have for notes for today i got about a bajillion more for <laughs> the, the bonus, bonus episode. <laughs> yeah <laughs> But let's get into the recap. Woo! (laughs) In the last episode, the last thing we saw was them getting the letter, you know, about how Lydia's marriage was going to get worked out. So we start this episode with the sound of Mrs. Bennett giggling. (laughs) (laughs) Like slightly better than wailing. Yeah, definitely better than wailing. Although they're all like so still just as annoyed with her because, you know, she's super excited about this when just five minutes ago she knew the importance of what was happening. It's like she's somehow become oblivious to the ramifications (laughs) socially. Yes, we know where Lydia gets it from. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, Mrs. Bennett is very excited that the marriage is happening. She knew her brother would take care of everything. Mm -hmm. She does dispute that they can't be married from home. (laughs) And Elizabeth is like, the whole town can't know that she was living with him before they were married. I mean, they all know already, but (laughs) they can't blatantly advertise it. it. Yeah, they can't parade (laughs) it around. (laughs) I like it when she's like, Mama, and Mama gets, she's like, oh, well. (laughs) But yeah, she refuses to see things realistically. And downstairs, Papa is listening to her rambling. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I laughed at that part where she tells Lizzie to go down and ask her father, I think it was about the wedding, like allowance or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) And you get down there, you could hear her talking plainly. And he's just standing there and he's like, Close the door. (laughs) (laughs) What a house. It must be very loud all the time. (laughs) Uh, It's like, no wonder she loves being outside. (laughs) Okay, so then we... Oh, Mr. Bennett is saying that he knows this is for the best, but he's not happy about it. He wished, he says, he wished he had played down or paid down an annual sum to bribe unworthy men to marry his daughter. (laughs) (laughs) His main plan was to have a son, but it didn't work out. And, you know, you got to feel sympathy for that. It's like, 
that's why they have five daughters is because he kept trying. He was like, we've got to right. have a son. It's very important to our future. <laughs> and right. <sighs> five times. Then oh, and five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he feels even worse about it for the fact that he didn't really have to do much of anything for it to all be taken care of. Right. And he's actually ending up saving money with Lydia not eating him out of house and home anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, maybe it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it's so little expense. I mean, I might actually be saving money on her. <laughs> <laughs> on her being dumb. On her bonnet. <laughs> her bonnet allowance. <laughs> Okay, oh, so then we see Lydia getting married. She's very happy, and she seems to be the only one who is happy at her marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I think the at the point where I got probably not peak angry, but like just a little bit more angry was when she was like, where is everyone? And I was like, <laughs> where do you think they are? Like, oh nobody God, can girl. know, you idiot. <laughs> it's so hard to say that she doesn't know the reality of the situation, but she really seems so oblivious like she just does not recognize reality that she does not want to be true <laughs> right she's like the epitome of that like invincible teenager i think i said it last episode but she's just like is like i know it's wrong but like it's me so who cares right <laughs> nothing bad's gonna happen everyone should she's just show perf- up. her and wickham are perfect for each other because they both have the same attitude towards life right. they could probably just, <laughs> probably just end up being con artists together and like <laughs> that's a great people out of money <laughs> together <laughs> they're probably both gonna be criminals god <laughs> <sighs> okay the gardeners and darcy are the only attendees we find out that the couple are moving to newcastle in the north after their marriage but first they want to come visit and mama is just like willingly living in a delusion mm-hmm. <laughs> just like Lydia and there is so much fruit and a giant blue cheese on their table while they're eating and I'm just mm, it looks so good <laughs> I know I know I, I saw all the food and I was I every time that it's like a table setting I'm like ooh, what are they eating what are they eating and then yeah. the cheese and the fruit I was like that's all I would be eating <laughs> yeah. oh giant blue cheese delicious. Mm, yum yum so papa says that they will not be welcomed home right as we see them arriving (laughs) (laughs) that did that was like a very like i don't know like seinfeldy kind of thing where (laughs) no and here they are yes exactly (laughs) elizabeth stares daggers as mama squeals (laughs) don't we all wickham still has his signature charm Mm. And I bet you curse at this point where Lydia insists on being the first inside as married women <laughs> get to go first. I was like, wait a minute, Jane's better than everyone. So you have to be last because you're the worst. This will be your only time. So you better enjoy it. <laughs> I was just about to say, I, I was thinking about this, like the order, would it, it's by, would it be by like hierarchy, right? So technically wouldn't Lizzie be first? I think, well. Because she's technically richer than the Binkley's now right I mean technically you might be right about that I'm not really sure how it works when there's like multiple couples right how they get let in it's I don't know as long as Lydia is not first yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) I just want them to rub it in her face (laughs) yeah I, I wrote is Lydia clueless or is it just magical thinking of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> a little mix of both. Yeah, we've already discussed. So <laughs> this is the scene that really, it, it doesn't maybe crack me up the most, but I mean, because it's the subject there. of the scene is not that funny, but just the visual look, because it's like the four girls, minus Mary, walking on the grass as Wickham rides his horse around them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I was waiting for Lizzie to be like, is he hurting us? Like she, I don't. <laughs> it was very pretty place wherever they're mm-hmm. walking, but it's just so funny that they're walking and he's just riding around them like, look, I'm showing off. I'm showing off my horsemanship. And I like how Jane and Lizzie are like rolling her eyes and Lydia's like, is he so dreamy and God, oh God. made for each other? Yeah, exactly. Lydia accidentally, and I think it is an accident, at least the way she's playing it, spills that Darcy was at her wedding. Yeah, I agree. And like, because it takes like a whole minute for her to realize that, 
oh, I just told a secret I was supposed to tell. <laughs> this is why you don't tell 15-year-olds to keep a secret. Yeah. And I mean, judging by the scene with Wickham and, Lydia, and Elizabeth later, I think that she accidentally spills again to him that she <laughs> told. That no, she I don't think she was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we know who can't keep a secret, and that is Lydia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Darcy was at her wedding. Elizabeth. Well, she's like, it's a secret. So Elizabeth is like, well, then don't tell me. And then she immediately <laughs> writes to her aunt, who writes back immediately to set the record straight. Apparently, Darcy arranged for everything. He paid for everything. Uh, and he thinks mm-hmm. it was all his fault. So he insists. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> a man taking some accountability. Hmm. <laughs> Mrs. Gardner's like, Elizabeth, you should know that this happened. And I'm pretty sure... You should definitely know this. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no for a reason. Just you should know all these details for no good reason at all. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, I think it may pertain to you in some way. <laughs> uh, so while Elizabeth is reading this letter from her aunt, Wickham interrupts. He wants to talk to her. He's he's so ridiculous. He's like, oh, I. it's so strange. I saw Darcy when I was in town. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, huh? Strange. Yeah, she's. She, though, plays like a cat and mouse game with him. <laughs> and she's like, maybe he was there for the wedding. And he gets this look on his face. She's like, oh, to Mr. Berg. You know? <laughs> Basically being like, I know everything, but I'm not going to admit that I know everything. But you're going to know that I know everything. <laughs> yes. And by the end of this conversation, you're going to feel like a fool. Yeah. Because she's like, I saw Georgiana while I was at Pemberley. And she's over the most trying age. <laughs> he looks like he swallowed a frog for a second. Yes. That <laughs> and she's like, I heard you weren't really into being a clergyman. And then at the end, she's like, oh, come now. We are brother and sister. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You felt the end of that. He was just like, yeah. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> jo- gobsmack. Oh, oh, wake up, wake up, wake up. <laughs> This is why you, if you're going to get it over, Lizzie, you have to be smarter and it's pretty impossible. Yeah. I wrote, what is going through Wickham's head? <laughs> he just, <laughs> I mean, you can see it, but he never really drops the facade. Like he's got the, the fake smile on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe he's just as empty headed and selfish as Lydia. <laughs> it could be. He probably was trying to figure out a way to weasel out on top, but... Couldn't be done. Yeah, actually, I think I wrote all of that during the scene where they're finally saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and he says au revoir as they leave. God. Like, it's kind of pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does that mean you're going to go in France far away from us? <laughs> they may have to run away to France at some point. But... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Papa says that he's proud to have the silliest, smirkingest son-in-law there ever was. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's referred to Lydia as silly plenty of times. So perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But we see time passing. We see Kitty trying to make a bonnet, but it's not as fun to make a bonnet alone. (laughs) No, poor Kitty. Mary plays away as usual. I feel like me and Mary play piano in the same way in which we play a lot, but we never get any better. (laughs) (laughs) You just like what you like and you like how you play it. And... (laughs) (laughs) I just can't be bothered to take any sort of lessons at this point. (laughs) Mama is laying around and Papa is reading. (laughs) And then we see Mrs. Phillips run up. She has some news. (laughs) Bingley is back. (laughs) (laughs) We see them opening up Netherfield and we see him shooting some birds. (laughs) And then a scene that is in my favorite room ever that I just want to t- pick up and move into my own house. Which is, they're all drying flowers in this like little room. Oh, yeah. Um, all the flowers they've been picking this whole time. We finally see them like drying them and there's all these little jars on shelves. I just I'm uh, just like, oh, I've always wanted a room exactly like this. <laughs> a little gardeny room. Yeah. J- well, while they're in there, we we learn that Jane is determined not to be hopeful about Bingley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I Jane. totally feel Jane. She's like, I have just stopped crying every night. I am not going to. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, I totally get it. But you could tell by the way Lucy was looking at her, like, you're going to go right back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama thinks they're being shunned. 
because he hasn't come to visit. And just then, Kitty spots them running in. (laughs) (laughs) He's come at last. And what's more, Darcy is with him. Hmm. (laughs) That tall, (laughs) proud man who used to always be with them. (laughs) (laughs) Mama's like, I hate the sight of him, but I will be civil. (laughs) I'm determined to be civil, (laughs) but no more than civil. (laughs) It's like she's like part, like a very small percentage of her is like, maybe he will marry one of my daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think she's like, well, I don't want to piss him off so that Bingley doesn't leave again. (laughs) Right. That's also a good point. (laughs) I like though, because in like in the movie and I think in maybe some other, maybe Sense and Sensibility as well, whenever the guys come in, all the girls are like racing around, like I got to put everything away. But in this one, they just keep working at their stuff. It's like an excuse (laughs) to not even have to look at you in the eye. Yeah. (laughs) Jane looks like she's going to puke. Did I say that already? (laughs) No, but I agree. (laughs) She's like, Bingley can't get a word out as mama effusively greets him. And Mr. Darcy is welcome too. (laughs) (laughs) In the driest (laughs) response ever. (laughs) And this is where I'm like, ah, because Elizabeth is like staring at Darcy and Darcy looks like he really wants to look at her, but he will not do it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, if I look at her, then I'm just going to have to drop to my knee and propose right here again. It's like, this is Bingley's time. Bingley's time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not being selfish anymore. Bingley is like, like, they ask how long he stay, they'll stay, and he hopes they'll stay a few weeks at least. And I said, get a backbone, Bingley. <laughs> yeah, just be like, however long I want to. <laughs> so they leave, and Jane is glad that that part is over, at least. <laughs> She's still <laughs> refusing to hope. She's and Elizabeth is teasing her. <laughs> mm. What'd you say? I said, she's held strong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Darcy tells Bingley that he interfered before and he apologizes and he admits that he was in the wrong and he gives Bingley his blessing, even though he doesn't need it. And then he leaves. Uh, so much accountability. I love it. <laughs> I know. That's why, like, you know, I mean, I totally understand that like Darcy, I don't know, you know, like he was justified in like his objections to a certain extent. Yeah. But the fact that he yeah. comes to the realization that, you know, I actually was really wrong in this. It makes me be like, well, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think it's because like, you know, when we find out later that, you know, him and the Jabergs have pretty much been solidified since birth that yeah. he probably really hasn't had the opportunity to have any sort of romantic emotion. That's all he's known. So true. Now he knows. <laughs> I don't know where he's going, though. Okay. <laughs> you think, either. like, him and Elizabeth were getting so close, and then he does all this stuff for his, her family. I don't know if he's just embarrassed by that, but, like, I don't know why he leaves. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, is he just leaving because he's like, I'm telling Bingley the truth, and I'm embarrassed, and I just can't stand to be around him, so I'm just going to take a, a big lap around in my carriage. Maybe, maybe, maybe. A big lap, like, I'm going to go all the way around London and I'll be back in two days. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then Bingley, soon Darcy leaves, Bingley rides over at, like, the crack of dawn. They're barely out of bed. You can't and wait. There's, <laughs> there's lots of commotion. Kitty sticks her tongue out of Mary and this is where Mama says, hang Kitty! And Kitty tears up. <laughs> <laughs> that scene did kind of make me laugh because... Of all the people she asked Mary if she's seen anything, I can't remember if it was like a piece of jewelry or something or like a clothing item. And she's like, why would you even ask me? <laughs> and she's like, that's the last <laughs> thing I would even notice. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a very awkward moment of the ladies sitting with Bingley in silence. <laughs> Mama gets called out by Kitty for winking at her. She's like, why would I be winking? But now that you ask, come upstairs with me. (laughs) (laughs) We have to look at my eyes. What's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And Elizabeth is like, I'll just pretend I'm not here. And then she's called for as well. And Jane starts to sweat. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh. (laughs) But Mama knows what's up. She was probably like, if he ever comes back, first thing I'm doing is forcing them to stay 20 minutes alone together. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for the relationship. 
to mend. And then I guess as soon as she's released, Elizabeth comes down and busts in on them. <laughs> much to her own chagrin. And Bingley runs out, presumably, to ask Papa. And Jane says that she's the happiest girl in the world. Uh, that he loves her and he always has. So and sweet. She seems like she's just as happy that she's making the family happy as she is for herself. <laughs> Jane is the perfect person. There's she never is. been a better person. <laughs> I would love a Jane. <laughs> Me too. I wish I was Jane, but <laughs> not <know>. as selfless. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. There's this part in Anne of Green Gables where she's like, would you rather be very smart or very pretty or really good? And I always think about that. <laughs> She's got better um, <laughs> adjectives than me, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, how can I be all three? Like Jane. I know Jane is all three. Okay. So <laughs> Bingley is all smiles as Mr. Bennett praises him as one of the few men he can stand to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> High compliments. Yeah, really seriously. It's funny because he's like, you know, he gets, all annoyed with all the girls being crazy but like he's like but men please don't make me hang out with any of those ridiculous people (laughs) i can't stand to be around them (laughs) yeah mr bennett seems legitimately happy and of course mrs bennett is overjoyed and elizabeth goes from sincere to hilarious as she hopes that someday if she's lucky she may meet with another mr collins (laughs) (laughs) that did make me laugh out loud yeah, I noticed during this episode, the first time I was writing the recap, I don't know, I probably wrote it somewhere in here, but that Jane loves, not Jane, <laughs> Elizabeth loves to make Jane laugh. Yes. Like, whenever they're together, <laughs> she's always like, I'll be serious, but then I'm going to end it with a punchline because I like to make <laughs> you laugh, Jane. <laughs> and Okay, so then we see kitty again always on the lookout for what's (laughs) coming she spies a giant carriage roll up with lady catherine's music underneath (laughs) scary dun 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 (laughs) that was like a horror movie (laughs) and then uh lady catherine barges in without being properly announced and sits herself down and proceeds to talk about mama and kitty as if they aren't there i just said mama instead of mama (laughs) same difference (laughs) same thing she's just rude 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 and she forces lizzie to take a turn in a prettyish kind of wilderness (laughs) with her (laughs) i was like you couldn't have said let's go outside (laughs) you didn't have to be a rude bitch (laughs) mama is just flummoxed it's like the only time she's speechless (laughs) (laughs) i did notice that i was like Gosh, no uh, piercing noises, no, uh, (laughs) just quiet. Yeah. So striding out, Lady Catherine confronts Elizabeth. She says that she will not be insincere, no matter how insincere Elizabeth wants to be. And she received a report that Elizabeth would soon be united with Darcy. (laughs) And Elizabeth, she does a pretty good job. She doesn't read, I mean... She kind of refuses to raise her voice pretty much to her. (laughs) And she's pretty good, truly, at controlling the conversation. But she is clearly feeling some feelings about it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's, like, (laughs) she's she's fighting back so hard to, like, just come out and say, yeah, he likes me, and I like him, and we're going to be together. (laughs) This would be the hardest conversation in the world for me because I... there's some when people confront me i get this like (laughs) fluttery face hot feeling that's just like i just need to yell at them (laughs) like to keep it all (laughs) contained and just say what you're supposed to say i'd be like i'm gonna have a heart attack (laughs) (laughs) i need to go from zero to 100 now yeah lady catherine calls her an upstart obstinate and headstrong she says that she's ashamed of her and she shows that she's a true snob Mm-hmm. and at last she insists on knowing if they're engaged and she, elizabeth says no and then she asks her to promise that they never will be and again she says no <laughs> <laughs> she's like well by your account he'll never yeah. ask me because i'm so horrible <laughs> <laughs> and then elizabeth walks away as lady catherine yells about lydia 
And she stands in the doorway and says, Are the shades of Pemberley to be thus polluted? (laughs) (laughs) It's so theatrical because she's standing in this big archway and lifting her arms. (laughs) Ridiculous. I know. Elizabeth walks straight to her carriage, stands by the open door. (laughs) (laughs) You must leave now. She's like, if you want to keep yelling at me, you can do it from inside your carriage. (laughs) (laughs) Off my property. And I said, well done, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) And as she leaves, I guess Anderberg is in there too. I didn't even notice the person I watched. Poor Anderberg. (laughs) Lady Catherine takes no leave of Elizabeth. And she says she's most seriously displeased. Oh, <laughs> like, darn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is she going to do now? Uh, and then it looks like it's like directly after that, but I don't think it is. But we see Mr. Bennett and he's like, Lizzie, come here, come here, come here. <laughs> he's like, I got a secret to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he got a letter from Mr. Collins and it says that she will be marrying Darcy. and mr collins cautions that lady de burg will not look on the match favorably and mr bennett is like well why aren't you laughing (laughs) (laughs) oh papa (laughs) it's true yeah he's like what did lady (laughs) Catherine say (laughs) and then possibly my favorite line of any book ever he says what do we live for but to laugh at our neighbors and make sport for them in our turn (laughs) (laughs) that is a great line i love that yes it's like the line that would have been my senior quote had i known more about jane austen when i was a senior in high school (laughs) (laughs) if people if seniors were just better at picking senior quotes (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think that was fine but this would have been the one I would have approved of for the rest of my life. Okay, so all the ladies are occupied when Bingley and Darcy arrive. Mm. They're all going on a walk together. And so it's like Jane and Bingley and then Darcy and Elizabeth and then Kitty in the back. <laughs> and <laughs> Kitty goes to call Mariah, which I was just like, oh, God, what I would give to see that what's happening there (laughs) (laughs) besties (laughs) they're going to secretly watch some Twin Peaks (laughs) (laughs) my parents won't let me watch this show but they're out (laughs) (laughs) okay this is also really weird like a weird spot for this to happen because the ground is so muddy that it's so distracting for a second Mm -hmm. you're like what are you guys squelching through the mud for (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well it made me think about that scene where lizzie hops the fence in the beginning and then just like squishes in the mud yeah <laughs> just brought me back yeah elizabeth they're they're walking in silence and it feels very much like that first dance where it's like small talk please <laughs> <laughs> something but more than small talk elizabeth wants to thank mr darcy for helping lydia and she tries to thank him on behalf of the family and he says that the family owes him nothing because he's uh, only thinking of her. <laughs> uh, uh, that's when I crumple to the floor. I know. And he's like, if you still feel the same way you did last time I proposed, please let me know because I still want to marry you. <laughs> so sweet. I wrote fatalistic. <laughs> and Elizabeth is like, oh, wait, what? Sorry. I'm saying I, I kind of understand that. I'm a little bit Darcy at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elizabeth is like, I'm 100% a different person now. One who likes you. (laughs) (laughs) I look back now and I don't know what the hell I was on. (laughs) Darcy explains that Lady Catherine actually made him realize that she might still be into him. I'm like, Darcy, how could you not have realized that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You didn't catch the longing looks? I mean... What, what would have changed between Pemberley and now right. when all you did was help the family? <laughs> exactly. They rehash their most torturous conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Darcy has been thinking about it a lot and is actually way better for it. Oh. And I said, how could anyone resist that? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually kind of like, 
I might have always been a dick if it weren't for you. <laughs> <laughs> you fixed me. <laughs> yeah. Best man ever. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to what you said and I changed myself. Yes. <laughs> How could she say no? So this is funny because the way this shot is set up, it's like, we have to see Elizabeth from every angle while this conversation happens. <laughs> because it's got two mirrors in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> and her sitting there. But uh, Jane is totally shocked when she tells her. And Elizabeth says, in such cases as these, a good memory is unpardonable. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, yeah, I said Elizabeth is particularly funny this episode. <laughs> she, <laughs> she really is. Yeah. And this is where I wrote she loves to make Jane laugh. Because <laughs> she says she dates her falling in love with him to seeing Pemberley for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the house? Of course I love him. <laughs> Papa gives his consent, but questions Leslie, are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs> He wants to know, sincerely though, will he make her happy? And he says, he may be proud and unpleasant, but this could be nothing if you really like him. (laughs) (laughs) And Elizabeth explains why she loves him. He is truly the best man that she's ever known. And Papa says, if this be the case, he deserves you. I could not have parted with you for anyone less worthy. Oh, (laughs) damn. Everybody's making me happy and smile in this episode. <laughs> I know. Uh... And then, dun, 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 a double <laughs> wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it did kind of, I don't think that, that's not how it happened in the movie, right? In the or book. In the movie. Oh, I don't think they have a wedding in the movie, do they? Okay. I don't remember one, but I definitely don't remember a double wedding. So <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, two that's crazy I, I think in the book they might i can't remember but i kind of no, like I think it, in though. the movie they just go to after they've been married like oh right, have, right, like, right. That scene at the end right which is i do like the double wedding because jane and lizzie just they're bonded forever in every way possible i, <laughs> I like the way they say this man and this woman and this man and this woman <laughs> <laughs> And no one is smiling at the wedding, except for like, maybe Mr. Gardner has a little bit of a smile. Maybe Mr. Bennett is like a little bit with a crooked lip, but Mm -hmm. everyone seems very serious. You can't smile in church. It's forbidden. (laughs) We get a little shot of Lydia seeming sexed up and happy. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, (laughs) she couldn't have been like, couldn't have gotten a little bit like, maybe I didn't make the right decision. Well, Wickham is drinking. He looks not not the most pleased. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure reality will uh, make itself known to her at some point. Oh, yeah. But after the wedding, all the smiles come out. And everyone is so happy. This is, I guess, coming out of Longbourn. Like, I guess they had some sort of a party or something. It's a winter wedding. It's so uh, beautiful. You know, beautiful. I said, I'm so happy for them all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is perfect. And we get the last little class distinction, and that Darcy's carriage has four white horses, and Bingley's only has two. <laughs> <laughs> and a final kiss, which must be delicately maneuvered because hats. <laughs> yes, <laughs> large headpieces. And then I wrote sniff sniff because I must have been tearing up a little at the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so perfectly like warm and fuzzy. (laughs) I love the way the final kiss is just so funny because they're like, and turn your head exactly correctly. (laughs) (laughs) 45 degree angle and lock lips and don't move. (laughs) (laughs) No emotion. We can't afford it. And that's the final recap. Pride and Prejudice 95 slash 96. That was so good. I can't wait yes. to watch it again. I know. I I watch it all the time. Honestly. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably, I say probably, but definitely watch it next Christmas because it, it is perfectly like leading up to Christmas in a way. 
Yeah. There's so many times where I'm like, I don't know what I want to watch. I guess just something Jane Austen. And if I haven't watched <laughs> this one, like within the last couple of months, I'll probably watch this one. Or I might be like, hmm, Old Mansfield Park, because that's my other favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> this one is definitely the best <laughs> of the miniseries. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, I like will say. All right. Well, what was your favorite part? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, I, I'm. I think honestly, the part that I kept thinking about was when I don't know. I think it's after. Oh my god, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the part where Lizzie jokes to Jane that not to worry, that hopefully she'll have another chance at a Mr. Collins of some sort. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it just, I kept thinking about it because it made me laugh so much. Yeah, I think it's really funny the way Elizabeth. It's really. She's really. A comedian. You know, she really yeah. wants to make everybody laugh, especially Jane. Yeah, she's Which, super witty. Yeah. I mean, uh, favorite part. This time through, I was particularly taken with the scene where Wickham was writing around them, not because of what they were talking about, <laughs> but just because I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was visually <laughs> comedic. <laughs> yeah. And the Lady Catherine de Bourgh part is always a great part. Yes, when she gets told about herself a little bit. <laughs> and I really, the I think my favorite part of the proposal, Lizzie's proposal, is her talking to her dad and her sister about it afterwards. I feel like yes. the proposal is a little like, okay, you guys are being a little too witty for your own good. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to like swoon. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm like, I know, like, it's too muddy, so no knee. <laughs> They barely look at each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, like, sweetness in the air. Yeah. I do think one of the special features, Andrew Davies was saying, like, there are there were still some stuff that he regrets about this version that, like, hmm. for instance, that specific scene, he regrets not specifically writing. They stop and have this conversation <laughs> instead of... Right. They, they just keep walking. Like, they continue to walk down the lane while it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's fine because that's just the way it is in the book too i mean it's like longer and stuff but it's all of the proposal scenes in jane austen are very like okay interesting (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's mainly just like "Ah, let's get married (laughs) they didn't have proposals like we do i don't think back in these days i mean it was almost like a business contract in a way (laughs) yeah Well, what character should we sort? Oh gosh, oh gosh. I was Did thinking we... maybe Kitty. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's actually a great idea because we've talked so much about her. Yeah, and we might as well make it like we've done all the, the young girls, so we might as well right. put Kitty in there too. <laughs> that's a great idea. The Georgiana, we did marry before too, like in the movie. So mm-hmm. we've done like all of the... Younger 15 girls. 15 to 18 year old girls <laughs> who I all want to have a club, a STEM club together. Yes. <laughs> um, and we'll do Kitty based on this adaptation. And because I didn't do any research before, we're doing this, <laughs> I forgot. Um, I don't have any like cool factoids about Kitty at the moment, but you can just talk about um, it. I will say that I did notice this time through like the coughing thing, you know, she. It's mm-hmm. like a thing she can't control <laughs> and right. she gets, you know, yelled at for it when she's like, but I don't have any control. And like Lydia goes off and does something bad and she gets in trouble for it. Yes. And Mama's like, who cares about Kitty? Get her out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but she Definitely is always the child. one on the lookout and finding all the cool information and like escaping if need be <laughs> because she knows what's right. coming. <laughs> It's almost like she's like, in a way, the most knowledgeable because she's always pushed to the outskirts and always is not really thought of. But in a way, she's kind of like a Lizzie. She's observing and taking note. and Yeah. 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 She's definitely not as, you know, she's she loves Lydia and kind of almost admires Lydia for her. Um, her daringness you know, <laughs> yeah for her flirtation and for her like able to just like 
throw herself into boy's arms and yes. i'm sure lydia was like oh yeah i'll let her take the lead and i'll take advantage right <laughs> but she's also more sensible you know i don't think she would have run off with wickham no. and if she had been there she would probably been like no lydia don't do that that's bad right <laughs> you're gonna you know, even though she, everyone. she does kind of say like i don't see what's so bad about it but i still think she would yeah. know that was wrong if she was in the situation. Yeah, I would say if she's in the moment, she'd probably be like, uh, don't do that. Let's talk yeah. to mom first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do you think about astrology for her? I, we can really do anything because... <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I was trying to think like she's... I always think of Lydia and Kitty together and I feel like Kitty is almost, I don't want to say codependent, but she loves companionship in a way. Like she feels almost incomplete without like someone there with like a sidekick or whatever. Yeah. I wanted to say that she might be a fire sign, but I was like, you know, I feel like Lydia is probably a fire sign and yeah, I feel like she's not so much like she's She's not one of those signs that like gets along best with, leo or something like that <laughs> yeah 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 i was because i thought fire sign too but i was like no lydia's more headstrong and kitty could just kind of like i don't want to say rides the coattails but like she kind of just goes with the flow with whatever lydia wants to do yeah so should we say she's mutable yeah i think she's definitely mutable. so she's either sagittarius virgo or gemini or pisces if we give her mutable okay out of those Hmm. Although, uh-huh. yeah, I guess she could be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like any of those really feel right for her, though. No, because at first I was like, there's not really like that level of duality with her. And I would say for like, she's not really a Sagittarius. To I don't me. think she's a Virgo either. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't have to be, like, mutable with everyone. She could just be very complimentary to Lydia. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she's... She could be a cardinal sign. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to go through all the signs. (laughs) Aries. (laughs) Let's see. That's Aries, Capricorn, Cancer? What's the cardinal water? (laughs) Donuts. I I am the Scorpio? No, Scorpio's fixed, so it must be Cancer. And what's air? <laughs> Libra. Uh, Libra. Libra. Okay. I I keep coming back in my head to Taurus, even though it's not the ones we were just talking about. Just because it's an Earth sign, it can be stubborn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Kitty is stubborn. She could be. I don't know. I think um, it, in a way she can be. Like I could see her being stubborn with like. Lizzie and her mom and yeah yeah with Mary especially I've I've classified a lot of people as tourists over the (laughs) last few years but it's ruled by Venus so I think just because Jane Austen so I I'm always like what's ruled by Venus and Libra is kind of like a different side of Venus but Mm -hmm. I think of Taurus as being like the okay I'll just follow you around but right I'll follow your lead yeah because I was probably I was also yeah. thinking like she could also be a fire sign because in a way she it could be like passionate and headstrong but maybe like compared to Lydia she's not yeah. as fiery sign so yeah. like maybe well, what if she's like a Leo I like that because it's were like you gonna say sorry <laughs> no because I was gonna say like I don't feel like Aries fits that because I always think of Aries as the most headstrong yeah. and so I yeah I like Leo though because she does in a way you know, throughout the series, she kind of does have this feeling of like, I don't want to talk to Mr. Collins, so I'm going to go away. And so she's kind of like taking her own lead in a way and not getting involved in certain things and then also getting involved in certain things with Lydia. Yeah. And I was thinking that Lydia could be a Leo, but then, you know, Lydia could be like a Scorpio or something. I don't know. She's right. She's, (laughs) she's got a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that Leo is particularly delusional. So <laughs> maybe Kitty is a Leo. <laughs> I like that. I like a Leo. She okay, takes well, we'll give her a Leo. Leo. Mm-hmm. After a roundabout <laughs> search, <laughs> we've settled on Leo. <laughs> maybe with a Taurus moon or something. That'd be a lot of like energy, but still. <laughs> yeah, I like that. 
And for D&D, I mean, well, I would say neutral good. Just because she's yeah. a little reluctant to blame Lydia. So I'm not going to say she's definitely lawful good. Yeah, well, I was thinking like neutral, neutral, just because she's still, (laughs) (laughs) not that she's like necessarily like, I'm going to do bad things, but like, she's a, you know, she's still young and she's still obviously is getting somewhat in trouble (laughs) and is doing not great things. But I do like neutral good in the sense that she never has bad intentions. So I like neutral good. Okay. Or neutral, neutral, whichever she's in the mood for, but probably neutral good for now, for what we've seen. So yes, from what we've seen, definitely she d- has the best intentions. She's just, yeah. you know, she's young. <laughs> and David Lynch. <sighs> I think that she would love Audrey. Yes. Did I already say that for somebody? <laughs> I think we said I it for someone else, but it's still, I think it fits for Kitty too. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like her and Lydia would have watched Wild at Heart like on repeat and been like, <laughs> the ideal relationship. Yes, I think all those girls like to watch Wild at Heart. And I think, you know, we said Georgiana probably is like a, a David Lynch fan. So maybe once mm-hmm. Kitty is like hanging out with Georgiana more, she's like, you know, I'm over Wild at Heart. I am more of a Lost Highway girl or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like oh, i don't need that passion stuff let's get into the more brainy stuff now that i've got a different friend yeah i i mean yes i definitely think that kitty is probably dependent upon who she's hanging out with the most you know like yeah and if you, you get mary up in there then <laughs> mary loves mary loves eraser head that's her favorite film of all time <laughs> or mary just is like I hate David Lynch. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't agree with his viewpoints. (laughs) She's like, I saw one thing by him and I definitely don't like him. (laughs) Yeah, I could totally see that. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do final thoughts now or should we just save it for the bonus episode? Let's save it for the bonus since we're going to talk more about it. Yeah, and since we're getting a little close to what I have to be Okay, well then let's just do recommendations now and we will come back next week and give you our extended final thoughts on this (laughs) miniseries. Yes, that works. Do you have one or do you want me to go first? You go first so I can sort out which one I'm going to (laughs) say. Okay, perfect. I'm going to recommend music this week. I don't believe I've recommended this album, but it is Alias by Shy Girl. Shy Girl is this kind of, she's this British like rapper, DJ, singer, songwriter, um, producer. She's got her own record label and she's kind of like the part of this new hyper pop like a movement that's happening. So like very similar to like Charlie XCX and Slater. But I have been listening to Alias on repeat because it is so good. There's a lot of like, I think it's like British grime. So it's like a type of rap music, I think. And like a lot of club influence into it. And it just is like very hypersexual, very just cool girl. Like that's how I ever, I always <laughs> think about it. And so it's just so good. And I would really recommend it because I can't stop listening to it. Oh, cool. I just realized we should have probably mentioned this, but this is the Christmas episode. This is oh. the episode before Christmas. And so I just changed my mind as to what I'm going to recommend. <laughs> and I think I'll just recommend my favorite Christmas movie. Okay. And it's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, <laughs> it's been my I favorite love since it. I was a kid. I'm, I'm not sure where you can watch it nowadays. It was always mm. on HBO. So I don't I know. I think if it's, it's probably on, on Disney Plus. Maybe it's on Disney Plus. I know it's on somewhere, but. It's like a Jim Henson Muppet mm-hmm. Christmas. It's got great fun music in it. Oh, it's it's not very long. And yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. And my dog always reminds me of a Muppet. And I always think of him in honor. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, I, I never watched it until I was dating Josh. And I I love it. I think it's a great like annual Christmas kind of movie. The music is so good. The puppets are so cute. And I don't know, it's just, it's great. And it's got, yeah, I love, yeah, it's just, it's really good. And you know, it's one of those I watched every year as a kid and then it kind of disappeared. And then when I watched it again as like an adult, like 
because it was available again and because I remembered about it and everything, it was like, you know, you kind of expect it to not be as good as you remembered as a kid. Right. It, maybe it's not, but when I watch it, I still find it just <laughs> as enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. So that's a great recommendation. That like awesome. reminds me, I need to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you're having a jolly time of year. <laughs> yes, happy holidays, all the sorts. <laughs> yes, and it's been really fun doing this. You still probably, you still do have time if you want to send in your favorite memory of watching this adaptation, 1996 Pride and Prejudice, or you want to tell us who your favorite character was, or your favorite moment, or any sort of good memory you have of it. We would love to hear it. You can either send us a voice memo or, you know, through our website, or you can record it yourself, or you can just send us an email or, you know. Twitter, DM, whatever. There's a million ways to get in touch with us. And Christian will tell you what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you would want to email us, you can email us at mannersandmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersandmadnesspod. Or that voicemail can be left on our website at mannersandmadness.com. Yes. And it's only one minute, but feel free to leave multiple. And mm. if you do, you will be on our bonus episode and we'll share all your fun, delightful memories of Pride and Prejudice 96. And we really hope to hear from you. Yes, please. Next week, obviously, we've said it a million times, we're doing a bonus episode <laughs> where we're going to, you know, give our really our final thoughts. We're going to do a bunch more fun notes that we learned. And we're going to hear from you guys. And then it'll be New Year's. <laughs> and we'll tell uh, you what's coming up probably in the next episode. Or, yeah. you know, in a check-in in the very near future <laughs> yes very a lot of exciting stuff coming so definitely keep an eye out yes so merry christmas guys i hope you're having a great one <laughs> <laughs> me too and thank you for listening and good night and may sugar plum fairies visit you <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed bye <laughs> bye <laughs>